We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans welcome to another saturday edition of the pack a day podcast probably some familiar some unfamiliar voices joining the airwaves for you uh it's been a crazy august end of the summer but we decided to put the old motley crew back together for a saturday edition of the podcast i am of course matt fralick alongside me janelle Mackey and eli berkovitz once again guys great to get the squad back together as we get into week one of the nfl season i know as a recording friday afternoon Coming off the high of a Thursday night football game kickoff, maybe a little bit of an underwhelming game, but still pretty, pretty cool. You got Dwayne Johnson out there. You got to see uh, you know, Ozzy Osbourne still kicking it, and then Josh Allen just absolutely being an absolute dog when it came to running the football and slinging it around last night, but a good taste of what week one of 2022 should be. Janelle, I'll start with you. What are you most excited for week one of the Packers season? Well, I mean, obviously I'm a Minnesota-based Packers fan, so this is one of the biggest two weeks of the regular season for me. So obviously did my smack talking with my coworkers today. I already have food bets on the line with friends. So, yeah, I love Packers-Vikings week simply because I grew up here surrounded by Vikings fans. You know how it is when you're – well, Matt, you're – I don't know if you're – I know you're Green Bay now. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's where you're from. Um, but, you know, Eli, Chicago, I'm sure, you know – when you just get those rivalries where you're kind of the displaced fan, it's yeah. a lot of fun. So, and you know, you never really know how these games can go right now because these teams, you know, Packers kind of have some new things. Vikings can kind of be a wild card matchup. So um, yeah, just a lot of shit talking this week. And yeah, I, I love these weeks and yeah, Monday, I'm hoping I don't have to walk into work with my tail tucked between my legs. So I definitely have some high stakes on this weekend. Janelle, having recorded with you for like, I don't know, let's call it five years at this point. I know every (laughs) single time it's a Minnesota Viking Packers week, it's it's usually a little toxic going in, sometimes toxic going out. It's usually like a full 10-day swing for you to kind of get get reset when, you know, maybe look to the next week after that. Eli, what are you most excited for? Dude, you're obviously down, like Janelle said, down in uh, Bears country. What are you looking forward to the most uh, on week one here? Yeah, um, much like Jen. I mean, I'll have that in week two where we'll have the Bears, and it's it's definitely a more intense week when you live 
in en enemy territory, it, it really becomes personal. Um, so Jen, I wish you the best of luck with your coworkers because thank yeah, you, I, thank I, you. <laughs> I will deal with that next week. I'm sure with everyone here in Chicago, but this weekend, Sunday versus the Vikings. I mean, I think first off, it's going to be a great game. I, you know, it would be, I'd feel a lot more relaxed if we got like the Jets week one, that would be a fun thing to do to like give the Packers maybe for like the first time ever a pretty bad opponent in a week. Like one. a college football where like yeah. the big 10 always gets some like little brother school like, coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers doesn't play in the preseason. The schedule makers know this. They should give us an easy game in the first week to get everyone ready to go. Yeah, but Eli, year, you're a good team. There's no easy part of the schedule. <laughs> I understand that, but but figure it out because I mean, look, I'm <laughs> definitely confident in the Packers, but it's it's going to be a challenge in Week One. I think it's definitely anytime they go to Minnesota, it's always a tough game. But I'm excited, obviously. I mean, I think it goes without saying. I'm most excited to see Aaron Rodgers behind center, playing quarterback for the Packers. Uh, what now? Two, maybe three years after people were already saying he's a Bronco, he's this, he's going to the Raiders, he's leaving, here he is, he's still in Green Bay, about to be here for year 18. I'm obviously excited about that, but I'm also super, super excited to finally see this Packers defense that we've been talking about all offseason. I feel like this is the first time probably in my life, or for sure in the Aaron Rodgers era, that the defense has honestly probably gotten most of the attention, or I should say, maybe even less attention because people are less nervous about the defense as opposed to the offense, which I probably probably have never said in Rodgers' career. And that's why the conversation has been the receivers or the tight end room or what's going to be with the injured offensive line. People just aren't even so much talking about the defense anymore because they're just expecting them to be great. So I want to see them live up to that expectation because there's no reason this defense should not be one of the top units in the league. 100%. I love that because it's it's truly like I, I can't remember a defense that's been this formidable that Aaron Rodgers has been able to play with. Um, and on yesterday's episode, Maggie, Andrew, and of course, our, you know, one of one of our favorites on Pack a Day podcast, Kyle Fellows, they broke down the X factors, kind of the matchups on Friday episode. We have the luxury of breaking down the injury report and the injury report on the Viking side, not too dense, very, very thin. I'm going to go through that quickly. Um, Alexander Madison, running back, obviously backup for the Dalvin Cook, uh, missed Friday's practice with a personal, um, in, or not a personal injury, personal just obligation. He didn't practice by any means. Uh, rookie Lewis Klein had a knee injury, did not participate. So he's questionable going into the weekend. And then Jonathan Bullard, defensive lineman with a bicep injury, uh, was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, full participant. So he's probably a go. So the, really the only question mark would be um safety lewis kind on the offense or excuse me on the packer side it's a little bit of a lengthier list and what i want to do here guys is just start on the defensive side of the ball kind of run through a few of these just so everyone's up to speed knowing what's the most up to date and we'll uh pivot onto the offensive side which is probably a little bit more uh more of the news so first and foremost tipa is uh had a, an elbow injury he's a full participant all week uh dallin Levitt, I actually thought he'd miss a lot more time with that shoulder injury. He was a full participant all week, so that'll be awesome to see here see him out there on his his buddy Rick Pisaccia's special teams unit. That's gonna be huge. Darnell Savage limited with a hamstring injury. I feel like we've heard that before once or twice. He will more than likely be a full participant come this weekend. Now, any of those injuries 
Um, Janelle, I'm going to start with you. Any of those injuries notable on the defensive side of the ball that have you any concern? Do those not really matter at all? Um, what are your kind of thoughts with those minimal defensive injuries? Um, the only thing is that, you know, obviously with Savage being a limited participant all week, um, you hope that he's going to be able to be out there on Sunday because otherwise it's kind of a question mark as to who is going to step in in that safety role. Um, again, when, with leave it also, love it, leave it, however you say it. Um, also being on the injury report, even though he's a full participant. Um, I know the safety room kind of outside of Amos and Savage has kind of been a toss up as to who could step up and um, do something. So I think it'd be really interesting. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of focusing on Savage, mm-hmm. just kind of seeing where he's at. Um, obviously, hopefully it's just kind of limited participation just to be cautious, but you kind of never know with hamstrings, how they're going to flare up, act up, whatever. So um, it could definitely be a big factor if all of a sudden come game day, they realize, you know, Hey, he's just not ready to go full speed. Um, I don't really know who they would want to throw in there. So I think that's definitely something to kind of keep our eyes on, even though he's not, you know, doubtful or did not practice or anything like that. It's still, I mean, as a, as a safety in that backfield with a hamstring injury, it's kind of, you know, a little bit worrisome still just seeing that he's been limited all week. Yeah, definitely. And when you actually look at the official depth chart, which I know got some people up in a frenzy earlier this week, um, Levitt sitting there as one of the backup safeties as well. So at that point, then you're looking at four, you're looking at Tariq Carpenter to fill in if somehow, you know, Savage goes full out in this game and, you know, kind of tweaks at hamstrings. That's something we're gonna have to monitor all year with the young safety that we're still looking to take a next step. Um, Eli, I, I got to imagine kind of the same thoughts, right? Safety play, kind of a huge concern. Who could be a backup? Who do you think, Eli, if Savage were to go down and Levitt were to go down, like what are your expectations at this point? At that point, is it just like all hands on deck, whoever can play that safety spot, leave it up to Carpenter, leave it up to Ford. I know there's been some conversation from uh, Joe Barry's side of things where he's going to have a lot of guys playing. It seemed like in the nickel, do you consider putting one of those guys at safety? Cause he's already, he, he did do that. Um, late in training camp, but where would your kind of your, your radar from one to, or zero to ten be um, if both those gentlemen were able to tweak themselves more on the shoulder or the hamstring um, in the yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, obviously the hope you know is that Savage is out there and playing. But if anything were to happen to him and or leave it or yeah, Levitt, I'm still not 100 percent sure how his last name is pronounced. I would look uh, towards you know Rudy Ford and Tariq Carpenter. I mean, obviously they're the ones on the roster right now, but also, I mean, Tariq Carpenter, he wasn't talked about a ton during the preseason or training camp. I think he also battled some injuries, but watching his tape, like from college, I mean, he just seems like the perfect guy to fit into Joe Barry's defense as like a hybrid safety linebacker type. Rudy Ford, we know they brought in more for special teams, so we could potentially see. Micah Abernathy got uh, elevated from the practice squad if if they needed to do that. I don't know about this week, but maybe in future weeks. We obviously saw flashes out of him in the preseason. So they do have guys that could step into that role. But looking at the at the injury report, I mean, unless I'm wrong, if there's no designation, I'm, I'm going to be assuming that Savage is going to be out there on the field barring any setback mm. over the weekend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and I think the only concern for me is that it's a hamstring. Those can flare up instantly on one play, but I think you're right. Let's not go super negative. Before we get to the offense side of the ball, uh, we've been out for a few weeks on this and just awful hosting from my part. There was two things we wanted to get to before we even dove into this. Number one being the captains were announced. So that's a big deal. Huge deal. Um, we'll get to those. I mean, I, I think it's important to recognize who's been a captain. It, it's, it's fantastic. I'm going to pull up the list here just so I don't absolutely butcher it. I know uh, there was some talk this week about Zedaria Smith, him getting a captain chain, that whole thing, going to the Vikings, talking all that stuff. I think it's kind of funny that days later we get the full list out. So defensive side of the ball for your captains, you got three of them. You got Kenny Clark, Adrian Amos, Devondre Campbell. I think very well respected. Um, you also have Aaron Rodgers on the offensive side, Aaron Jones, Mercedes Lewis. Top tier gentlemen. I think there was some, there was a, a soundbite or a clip that came out from Jay Alexander, him not getting um, nodded as a captain. Some of that probably has to do with his play not being there last year, being injured. But, um, do you know, any issues with the, the captains before we get to the uh, injury report on the offensive side? Um, no, I absolutely agree with everybody that was assigned. I do think that there's a lot of guys on this team who could have worn a captain's patch and been respected for it. You know, you got guys like Preston Smith and like you said, Jair, um, you have Mason Crosby, who's obviously a tenured veteran with the Packers. So I think that also says a lot about the team when you can question all the different guys that could have had a role like that. But I definitely agree with the six that they picked. I think that um, it's awesome to see Aaron Jones get that recognition. He does a lot for the community, a lot for the team. He's a great player. So I think even without that patch, he'd still be looked at and respected the way that he is. But I think it's really cool to see him um, finally get that recognition from his teammates and from the coaching staff. Hell yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, going And then the second thing we want to get to uh, right before we hit record Mercedes Lewis, speaking of captains, had a Players' Tribune article come out called For the G, basically describing 2018, him being released from the Jacksonville Jaguars team he was drafted by, and kind of just transitioning for the last five years right into the Green Bay Packers realm, undecided if he wanted to come to Green Bay because it's cold as hell, he's a Cali boy, and Aaron Rodgers picked up the phone, got a hold of him, and the rest is history, so... I have yet to read more than about 200 words. Eli hasn't clicked the link. Janelle's almost through it, but 
you guys go out, find it yourself, Players Tribune, Mercedes Lewis, type it in the Google machine, and you'll be able to find that. I think it's a great read going into the weekend. Um, I remember the one that came out last year from Robert Tunyon was fantastic. Uh, so definitely go. All I gotta and, say, because I don't want to spoil anything, because obviously this is an important article that I think you should all read for yourselves and give Lewis your time. But we got to give a shout out to Mama Big Dog, yeah. because without her, we might have never seen Lewis take another snap. So that's all I'm gonna say. Shout out to her, and thanks, um, Mercedes, for picking up the phone when Rogers called. <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go now to the offensive side of the ball for the injury report. I think this is where more of the attention has been for months. Some could argue a full year based off of where uh, David Bakhtiari has fallen on this list. So I'm going to run through these quickly, and we're going to we're going to riff on them because I think it's super important. So first and foremost, limited participant this week was Robert Tunyon with the knee. I think he's far ahead of schedule than I anticipated. He looks like a full go for this weekend. Christian Watson full participant this week he had the, that injury that came out of nowhere and i remember one of the last recordings we had together was janelle talking about how that injury maybe impacted him signing his his contract um so that's awesome that he's a full participant rogers will get a, another re- receiver to throw to unfortunately in that same vein alan lazard we focus on the pass catcher still is doubtful for the game on sunday that's probably the biggest one that we're looking at right now. It sounds like from what I was reading on Twitter over the week, Tuesday or Wednesday, it came out that LaFleur had said he got stepped on by a teammate uh, on the ankle, which is where the injury is. Highly unlikely, in my opinion, that he would play based off that and with some of the other health of the receivers and where they're trending. Stick with some other pass catchers here. Mercedes Lewis, big dog, shout out. Had veteran rest um, on Wednesday. DNP on Thursday and then full participant on Friday. Anything that we know about Mercedes Lewis and his tenure with the Packers, this is very consistent for 89. Like that's literally what you're always going to get from him. He's constantly going to get those veteran rest days because he absolutely deserves it. We transition now into the trenches. My favorite position to talk about tongue in cheek, but also it's a blast because I think the Packers have good quality there. Uh, Josh Nijman with a knee full participant this week. Love to see it. Very, very happy about that. Elton Jenkins. Actually, we're going to save Elton Jenkins. Jake Hansen, uh, full participant with the shoulder. Not sure where he's going to fall this year in the offensive line. Um, him playing some right guard at some point, but still you know, a solid backup need be. Um, and we'll go to Elton Jenkins now. Limited practice all week with the peck and the knee. Questionable for the game. And then David Bakhtiari, maybe you've heard this before, questionable for Sunday's game. So I think let's focus on the top three being – Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Lazard, Eli. We're going to say Lazard's probably not participating. Out of Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari, who – I'm going to – two-part question. Janelle, prepare yourself as well. Okay. Eli, who do you think between Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari plays and who is more important to play? Could be a different okay. answer for both. Um, so go ahead and run run through those quick for us. Well, just based, honestly, off of Matt LaFleur's press conference today, I mean, the way he talked about David Bakhtiari, I mean, I believe the quote was, um, I mean, I should know because I posted it, but obviously I forgot by now and I don't want to mess it up. But he said, I think we've seen enough. He's been looking pretty good. Um, The way he said it, the way he was talking about him, you know, he's obviously not going to come out and say he's playing, but it almost felt like he was saying, they're ready to go and he's going to play. So I feel pretty confident with him. Jenkins, I don't feel as confident because this pack has kind of popped up and with the knee, maybe they want to, you know, 
give him as much time as he needs because obviously we all know how important he is. But I think the second part of your question, I mean, so the first part, I do think it's more likely Bakhtiari plays. Mm-hmm. That still doesn't mean I don't, I don't think Jenkins plays, but I think Bakhtiari just has a better chance right now. And more important, I'm probably going to stick with the same answer simply because we know what David Bakhtiari has been through for the past nearly two years um, or more than that. And to see him out there week one, the first snap of the season, and watch him play a full game and hopefully no setbacks, nothing, and you know you're good, that is that is a confidence builder, that is a game changer, that is mentally for the offense, for the whole team, it, it changes the way you're looking at it. You're saying, okay, we got our all-pro left tackle back as opposed to another week of waiting until Chicago or waiting until week three, and it's what's happening with him. Is he going to be okay? And it builds all this worry and doubt. If you could just get Bakhtiari out there, play a game, show that you can get through full 60 minutes with no setbacks, I think it, it just would put the team at ease and make the whole offensive line room, just the whole picture, a lot clearer. Definitely. Not not, not surprising. Eli went with a 69 for both of his options. Janelle, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on who's more likely to play between Elton and David Bakhtiari, and who do you think is more important for them to be on the field for the Packers in week one? Yeah, so Eli kind of touched on some of the biggest points in regarding their injuries. Um, I didn't really think about, you know, I think that's why it's good that there's three of us because we all give a little bit different perspective. Um, When I was thinking about this while he was talking, I wasn't considering importance as far as like the mental side of things for David Bakhtiari to be in there. Um, And yet like the, the boost in morale that it could give, especially given his journey from the day that he got hurt to this point, um, I do completely agree that it would be super important for him to finally just be out there week one with the team. Um, And I guess between the two, I would probably pick Bakhtiari as far as who I think will at who, if I had to pick between the two, who do I think would actually be playing? Um, I would probably pick Bakhtiari simply because Elton Jenkins, he's kind of a double whammy right now with the pectoral and the knee. So he might take a little bit more rest time or maybe just can't take as many reps. Um, I guess if Bakhtiari does play, I don't know kind of how they'll throw him in there. If it'll be on like a pitch count kind of thing, or um, if he's just good to go, like if he's feeling good, just keep him in the whole time. Um, But yeah, I guess between the two, if I had to say who do I think would play, I'd probably pick Bakhtiari because Elton's just kind of a little bit more banged up in different places. But importance, I was going to go with Elton Jenkins simply because he's so versatile on the line you can really throw him in anywhere and that makes him a huge asset to this offense being able to have him out there and he's good at his job no matter where he is so importance wise I was kind of leaning his way just because with there being a couple nicks and bruises on this offensive line if you can get him in there no matter where he is he's going to make a good impact I love that I love that I kind of agree more with I mean we all kind of agree that it's who do you expect to play more? I think it makes sense. Dave Bakhtiari. Granted, his injury has been far, far further away from the start of this season than Elton Jenkins. Um, I just expect him to play based off of truly everything. I feel like it's been such a conversation recently, and there's been so much nitpicking at it that it's just like it seems like it's time for him to kind of come back. Um, it just seems like just based off timeline that he's going to be the one that's going to come back. And like Janelle said, the double whammy between the peck and the knee, I'm assuming the knee is more – uh, because I feel like the pack came out of nowhere, unless I'm completely missing these injury reports. I haven't seen that on there before. Um, so two injuries here for him. 
I, I'm going to also agree with you now on the fact that I think it's 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 more important to get Elton back based off the fact that um, he's so versatile. I think he can play right tackle. He could play left tackle if David can't go. Yash, I'm assuming Yash Nijman, assuming he can go this weekend. He obviously was on the report, but if you can get either Yash on one side or Elton on one side, I think that's great. I don't know how they're going to roll out the, these top five guys. I'm sure there's speculation up leading up to the game what the final roster is going to look like as far as the front seven because i think there's still an argument to be had about zach tom getting in there then then where do you put the guards and like i think it's just a trickle down effect depending an hour and a half before the game who we find out's healthy between bach and elton jenkins so at the end of the day like it's we're still have no clarity based off this offensive line which i think is been a constant conversation on twitter on podcasts on blogs on live streams that it's just like who are the best five because it's there, it's undecided yet. I think through everyone, and what the hell does this starting five look at ninety minutes before the game on Sunday? So three twenty-five start Central Time. Be be refreshing your timelines at two o'clock because I think that's when we'll get obviously the, the full report and that gives us an understanding of okay, not only are these the best five out there, but either David Bakhtiar or Elton Jenkins or both are inactive. Therefore, here's the next best five. Or you know, Elton Jenkins is inactive. Who's going to play right? tackle is going to be yash like that's that's the next timeline at least for packers fans come an hour and a half before the game who the hell is actually going to be out there i do think it's important to guys just to quickly touch on the fact that christian watson is going to be a full participant or was i should say in practice this week and also the fact that we're actually getting you know one less receiver we're getting a receiver and we're losing a receiver so it's like you get a big body christian watson fast an absolute deer as aaron Rodgers talked about him and then you have alan lazard who's got the most i mean besides you know randall cobb not being on the packers for a couple seasons down in texas like he's got the most chemistry with um aaron Rodgers. so i it's gonna be interesting to see who's the number one target i think that's still open for a conversation obviously Lazard not being out there gives an opportunity for Watson to step up, for Randall Cobb to step up, obviously Dobbs. Um, Janelle, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think kind of has to take the next step in the receiving core? It could be literally anyone. It could be someone maybe lower on the depth chart I haven't even mentioned. But who do you think someone that maybe can step up in the receiving game? I'll even let you pick out tight ends too. So any pass catcher, any running back, who do you think steps up and takes some of those targets away from um, 13 not being out there? Yeah, I mean, I've said this multiple times on multiple platforms that Aaron Jones is going to be a receiving running back. So I see him getting a lot of targets. Um, He's just so versatile ever since he's been able to really invest himself in the passing game. So even without Alan Lazard out there, Aaron Jones has still been a reliable target. And I think a lot of people kind of sleep on him as one just because he's a running back, but he has so many tools in his belt now that I think they're definitely going to involve him a little bit more. And now maybe without Lazard out there, maybe we see him a little bit more. So I kind of think he's somebody who maybe low key might be able to start seeing some more reps out there, um, which I love because I love everything Aaron Jones does. So I think that he could kind of be a sleeper as someone who is going to step up in that receiving room. I love that. And I think that's been a very, very, it's been a, general conversation over this offseason more of like hey both these running backs are going to be super super important to this offense running the ball but I feel like the last few weeks and if not month like it's been like hey no Aaron Jones is going to be a huge target in this offense they can split him out in the slot they can push him out wide they, they come out with both those running backs in a formation they can really make an offense or excuse me a defense pick and choose like are you going to cover 
Aaron Jones with a, a linebacker and then give up some opportunity for your run defense to be a little bit firmer? But are you going to put more defensive backs out there to cover or a safety? Like, I think that's a really good conversation to continuously have. And I'm excited to see because it seems like their hand's going to be pushed a little bit this this game to figure out who they can throw the ball to a little bit more. Eli, your thoughts on let's I'm going to I'm going to hold you to it now. I gave Janelle the entire offense to run through. Who do you think as a receiver is going to step up in this game and take some of those targets away that Lazard normally would see? So I think someone that isn't getting as much attention as he should is Sammy Watkins. He's That was going to be my answer if I didn't pick Aaron Jones. Of course, of course it was, Janelle, of course. <laughs> it was. I mean, veteran receiver who's getting high praise, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be honest. Three names came to my head initially. Jones was one of them. Watkins was one of them. And actually Robert Tunyon is another who I think we this whole offseason – like no one really expected that he would be ready week one. And then these last week, this last week or two, that's kind of been the reality, but no one's like talked about it and we should see him out there basically full go. And Robert Tunyon full go is going to be targeted by Rogers. So I think he's someone to watch, but at receiver for me, it's Sammy Watkins. And I'm not just talking about week one with Alan Lazard out. I honestly, maybe I'm just excited that they signed a player who was drafted in the first round. I don't know. But Sammy Watkins does have real talent. There's a reason he's been in the league for seven, eight years now. And it's really always, for him, it's always been a matter of health. If he's healthy and you could get him the ball, he's going to make plays with it. Obviously, if he's not on the field and he's not healthy, then he's not playing. But Aaron, Aaron Rodgers will be the best quarterback he's played with, including Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and anyone else he's played with. And he Rodgers clearly trusts him. He talks about it. He's talked about it throughout the offseason constantly that he's like Watkins, and that matters. Rodgers trust, obviously. And even in just the four or five days of training camp that I was at this offseason, Watkins was heavily targeted by Rodgers. And I just think he's being kind of overlooked. Like, it is very exciting that Christian Watson is going to be back. Knowing Rodgers and the practice time and the trust and all that, like, it would honestly surprise me a lot more if Watson had a massive week one as opposed to Watkins. Like, if someone were to have a big game, it would really surprise me more if it was Watson than Watkins. I mean, no one expected ricochet shots for Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson <laughs> in this episode. Um, definitely an embrace debate. I think there's one thing to be certain, though, that 2015 when he was on the Bills, he did have 1,000 yards, that being uh, Sammy Watkins. Aaron Rodgers, better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor and 1,000% better than EJ Manuel. Uh, uh, no doubt about that. So I love the Sammy Watkins pick. I think that's a great pick because, you know, Randall gets a lot of praise being that he just has a great relation and friendship with Aaron Rodgers. Lazard gets a ton of stuff praise because he just does the gritty and like the, the not the actual dance, the, the gritty <laughs> stuff that you need to do for this offense to dominate. And then you get like, you know, you get Dobbs and you get Toure talked about a ton. And I think Sammy's... I think he's a very polarizing NFL player for just in, across the board because he's had those up and down years in those games where he just absolutely shines and he goes into the you know into a cellar for a few games. And what are you going to get for him this year, being that he is probably in the best situation he's ever had, and he said that himself. So I think Sammy Watkins is a great one because why would you not rely on a veteran in a hostile environment? It's going to be loud as hell in U.S. Bank Stadium as always. Rely on him more than you would with a Dobbs or a Toure who have still yet to 
kind of put it all together. You're still waiting them for have a consistent game, not have some drops. So I think Sammy Watkins is a great pick. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of agree with that one. I love that one quite a bit. So, guys, we are wrapping up this episode here. Injury report breakdown. Not a ton to talk about on the Viking side. Still some question marks, crazy as it is, to be had come Sunday. The best way to get caught up on pack it, or on Packers news on Sunday would be listening to tomorrow's episode. They're going to break down the entire matchup, preview the game. Maybe there's some injury updates that we have throughout. Maybe there's some storylines that break free. Who knows? I doubt there's generally based off of experience and some you know some of habits we've seen. Not a ton of injury news that will come up from the weekend, but definitely more as we get into the game. Um, just kind of headlines to be looking at because there could be some, you know, who, who knows what's going to take place in the next 48 hours. But um, it's great to be back with you guys. I'm excited to get back into the full swing of the season. I know I've been, I know you guys have been eager to just kind of get into a full entire just normal week, what that looks like for the NFL season between uh, the Pack a Day podcast endeavors, all the other content you guys put out. But I want to make sure you guys have an opportunity to highlight those. So, Eli. For you, my man, where can people get in contact with you and where and what sort of content are you putting out for the uh, Packers season and NFL season? Yeah, so as usual, I would say the best place to go would just be head to Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL is where you'll find really all my content, mostly, you know, covering the Packers, put out some, uh, you know, film stuff as the season goes on. And obviously, you know, you'll be seeing plenty of Aaron Rodgers across my page. And uh, whatever writing I do this season, uh, you'll find over at PackerReport.com and potentially some fantasy coverage of Fantasy Pros for all of you who uh, are playing fantasy, which I know is a lot of you. You can always feel free to hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions. Um, And yeah, check out my YouTube page and subscribe uh, at Eli Berkovic. So I appreciate that. Eli, do you have any, uh, don't you have some like, promo code or something that that's going on too that we you got some harassment on what friday morning about as well from your buddy zach jacobson or am i do we not talk about that oh well first off i actually forgot to bring up open book which is sad uh make sure obviously yeah, thanks, open Eli, book. Right i know make sure to watch open book every week with me jen and zach jacobson every wednesday at eight central right jen i think yes yep <laughs> You know, I'm not good with days and times and numbers. They're all it's only been like five months since we've been doing it in that time slot. But I know I still think it's Thursday. I don't know why. I'm just off with days. I think I lost a day a couple months ago, and I'm just trying to catch up. You know, um, jeez. But yeah, um, and yeah, I know. So, Matt, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. You know, look, some some things you just got to do. You just got to do it. <laughs> you don't really have an explanation. You don't respond to Zach on Twitter. You look at it and say, this is the life I'm living right now. He just got to deal with it. And I'm going back and looking at the promo. We're going we're gonna to level up. Yeah. We're just going to keep – every week that promo is going to get more interaction. People yeah. are going to sign up for the sports book that you're promoting, and I, I, I respect the hustle and I appreciate it. Janelle, uh, obviously besides keeping Eli on track with dates, numbers, and times, which seems like an absolute lot, uh, where can people find your content and what do you have going on for – now that we're getting into the full swing of the uh, 2022 season. Yeah. So obviously, as I say every week, uh, Twitter is the easiest place to find my stuff at Big Mac underscore four. Um, every Wednesday on Open Book with Eli and Zach at 8 p.m. Central. And then obviously you guys here on Saturdays for Pack-A-Day. And then with the football season finally 
rolling around. I'll be back on Packer Report TV, either doing previews or game reviews. So that's still something that is in discussion. Um, I could be on either. We'll see. But yeah, Packer Report TV is another place you'll be able to find me that you really didn't see me, obviously, in the off season. So yeah, going to be all over the place. I love it. I'm so ready for Packers football and I'm just ready to invest the next few months of my life with green and gold. I love how you fully embrace it. Sometimes I'm a little bashful how much time I put into the NFL and the Packers, (laughs) but I really don't care when I have people like degenerates like you guys that I can uh, relate to (laughs) and all of Packers Twitter. So you can find me, Matt Freilich on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Just like Janelle, Eli, and Zach, I'm also part of the game on Wisconsin squad. I do a show every Monday at 8 p.m. Central Time with my boy Brendan Dorzinski called The Final Dump. We break down key matchups from the weekend, key matchups going into the week, even though it is on a Monday. We look at any sort of updates we get on Monday morning. It'll be a little different than we had um, during the offseason, but Monday news dump, sometimes important, sometimes not. And then we also give you the most important sports bets on our final segment of each show, significant to some. I use the word degenerate amongst Janelle, Eli, and myself loosely, but when you are a degenerate gambler and you come on to the final dump in the comments section, we do not judge you when we go into the significant to some. If we're if we're betting on some, you know, first half overs, uh, you know, some first touchdown, whoever that Kate, whoever it is, we don't we don't judge because there's money to be had, as we all know. Additionally, guys, I 100% obviously need to plug Pack It A podcast on Twitter. Please go follow there if you haven't. Like, comment, rate, review, wherever you get your podcasts. But I also need to call out the boy, Andy Herman, the podfather, who's been actually crushing this last week. A couple new endeavors for Pack-A-Day podcasts. Uh, I'm just going to say one, actually. I don't want to say a couple. 4.30 Central Standard Time on Fridays, Pack-A-Day podcast happy hour. He'll be joined up by none other than some OGs of Pack-A-Day podcast himself, Dusty Evely, Maggie Looney, and, of course, Perry Goldstein. Pretty good squad there. I mean, if I'm picking them, I mean, I might even pick them as a, a four-on-four pickup basketball squad. Like that might be a good team. But also, you bring you bring them on the happy hour on the YouTube side of Pack a Day podcast, which you absolutely should be watching and listening to Andy's takes over there. I'm excited to join them at some point throughout this off season. Probably when we get done recording every Friday night, just hop right into there and transition and continue to talk package with the rest of you guys. So make sure if you haven't already, go support Andy uh, and the whole squad on Pack a Day podcast on the YouTube side. Again like subscribe harass andy in the comments about his awful food takes and i'm sure he'll uh pop off on you and let let you know that you know he can he can basically sustain living off of uh lean cuisine pizzas because i think he did that at one point so guys we're fully in packers mode i'm super jacked up gonna try to not sit in front of the tv for the next 40 hours but more than likely it's supposed to rain this weekend in green bay so there's nothing more i'd rather do than that but as we wrap up here guys i hope everyone has a great weekend Good luck on the fantasy. Good luck on the the bets. Good luck on whatever else you have going outside of a Packers W. But as we do each and every episode to end it out. Go, go Pack, Pack Go. go.